to introduce uh, our speaker this morning. She is the woman that terrorizes my oldest son, Matthew. It's a miracle they're actually sitting there together right now. Not she, She's the woman that I invited to my house to come see the chickens that I had, and she brought her own frying pan. And seasoning, and seasoning. But that being said, she's an awesome woman of God. She knows how to hear from the Holy Ghost, and she knows how to bring a message. Amen? Shirley? (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It is true. He said, Shirley, I'm going to raise some chickens. And in in my world, we eat chickens, fried chicken. So I said, okay, let me come see the chickens. I brought my own frying pan in my season. And he was trying to hide the chickens. No, 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 we need to pluck those chickens and wring the neck and cut that chicken. But I didn't take the chicken. So praise God. And my name is Shirley Bright, and I'm the guest speaker for today. But I'm not really a guest. Um, this is my home, and this is my church. And I thank God for it. And um, I thank God for my pastors. I just want to say a prayer over them there in Israel. Um, And I just want to say a quick prayer over them. Um, So all you please join in. Lord God, I thank you for our pastors, Lord. I thank you why they're in Israel, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord. We pray protection over them. As they walk the Holy Land, Lord, give them revelations. Give them divine apartments, divine encounters, Lord. As they come back, Lord, keep refresh them. Set them on fire with a new blaze, Lord. I thank you, Lord. they go there, Lord, just manifest yourself to them in a way that they have never known before. Lord, keep them safe. We pray traveling mercies over them and bring them back home to us safe, refreshed, and revived to do a new work in this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't you just love our pastors? It's an honor and a privilege to have them as our pastors and um, an honor to be in this pulpit today, um, standing in the gap while he's out, um, I guess, just enjoying himself. Praise God for that. Um, And let's just take a couple of minutes. I always like to praise God because the Bible said that God inhabits the praises of his people. And anytime you want God to show up, you need to engage him. You need to start praising. Some of us, like I always say, my daughter was in a car accident um, last year. And then this year, my other daughter was in a car accident. And if it wasn't for God, they wouldn't be here today. So some of us, God saves our, God save us for danger seen and unseen. If he woke you up this morning, you alive, you need to praise him. If, if, the, if, if you got two legs, you got two eyes, you got two ears, if you're here in this place under my voice, you need to praise God. So I always like to take a couple minutes and everybody standing, let's just praise God. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, God, that you are always faithful. I thank you, God, that you are the just God. I thank you, God, if it wasn't for you, I would not be here today. You woke me up this morning. I am in my right mind. I have strength. I have joy. I am here, and I thank you, God, for it in Jesus' name. We give you praise, honor, and glory. We magnify you. We lift you up. Oh, dog, oh, Lord, am I. I thank you, Lord, that you are my God, and you are mighty to saved and you are mighty in this place and we give you all the honor and the glory and praise for what you're going to do in our hearts today for you are good all the time all the time hallelujah glory thank you Jesus Woo! you may be seated sometimes you need to change the atmosphere with praise 
We all come in this place sometime with baggage. And my husband's talking. Some people come, they had a fight before they came in the, in the parking lot. Or you come with stuff from the house. Or you come with just stuff going on. And you need to get that off of you by just thanking God. It may be a lot of stuff that going wrong, but what is going right? And give God praise for that. And then when you do that, it charges the atmosphere. It changes the atmosphere. You clean the air so the word of God can go forth and you can hear it and receive it. So that's why I always like just praise God. because, And then, of course, he's worthy. He's worthy of all the praise and honor and glory. So today I got a sermon for you guys, and it is called God, Don't Show God Your Butt. Not B-U-T-T. But B-U-T-S, don't show God your butts. We have a tendency, all of us, when God tells us to do something, we always say, but God. We always have an excuse why we can't do it. Some of us, it's many different reasons. But today, uh, I want to share with you a message that will encourage you to do what God says. And, I, and stop showing him your butts. So I'm going to take you in the word. And we're going to take a journey in the word with some people in the word that they said when God came to them, they had a reason. And I'm going to go this journey with you. And some of them might be our reasons today why we don't do what God says. Some of it big, some of it small. But no matter if God told you to do it, he got a reason for it. So the uh, first verse I want to go to is, ju- is um, Judges 6, verse 11 through 15. This is about Gideon. If you don't know who Gideon is, I know some of the young ones maybe don't be familiar with him. He is someone that saved Israel from the Mennonites. And he did a great work, but when God found him, he wasn't the man that he was at the end. So God, and now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the, the, under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophaf. I hope, how you say that? Oprah? Oprah? Not Oprah. Ophath, which belonged to Joasite, the Abrazite, while his son Gideon thrust wheat in the wine press in order to hide. I want us to look at that. When God found him, he was hiding. Some people in this church today, even though I'm looking at you, even though you're here, you're hiding. You're hiding because of what God might tell you to do. Even though I can see you, you're still hiding. Especially some of the young ones. It's not cool always to serve God. It's not cool always to speak in tongues and to carry your Bible and to quote scriptures. It's not popular all the time. It's cool in our world, but not in theirs. I know some of the young ones, I'm going to preach to you for a minute. We say pray in tongues. I can't hear no voice over there praying in tongues. And I know all of you guys pray in tongues, most of you, because I was there when you got baptized. Or you was in kids' church and you pray in tongues. It's not a cool thing to go around, something happened. It was an incident, my daughter was telling me, she had an incident at her school where the girl had the seizure in class. So the first thing she was saying, she said, Mama, I was scared, you know, the girl stopped breathing. First thing, I'm like, did you pray? I would step out in a moment. Because I don't know what's going on. But you hide. You hide that you're a believer. You hide what you are. Because it's not cool. The girls don't want to go with you if you're going to be talking about Jesus sometimes. The boys don't want to go with you if you're going to be talking about Jesus. 
So when God found Gideon, he was hiding. He was hiding. So sometimes we come to church and we hide behind church. We come to church every week, but we're hiding behind church. We're hiding behind religion. So he came and he was hiding. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him today. So I declare by my mouth, if you hiding from God because you're afraid of what he's going to do, the messenger came today to say, stop hiding. Because God is calling you out. And the Lord appeared to him. And the angel Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. He was, chick- he was scared. He was a chicken. I could have cooked him and fry him up too. He was a chicken. But the Lord never called you what you are. He called you what he called you to be and what he see you as. So he called him a mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if you, if you, Lord, is with us, then why have all this happened to us? And where's all the miracles which our fathers told us about? Did not the, did not, then the Lord turned to him and said, go into this might of yours, and you should save Israel from the hand of the Mennonites, have I not sent you? So he said, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Oh, my Lord, how can I minister to the people in the parka? Oh, my Lord, how can I do this? How can I preach? How can I teach? Oh, my Lord, how can I do this? Because I'm the least in my father's house. So that was his butt. But, oh, Lord, you're calling me to do great things. But how can I do this when I'm the least? That was his butt. He wasn't popular. He wasn't the head son. He was the least. But God called him out. That was his butt. Let's go to another butt. This one is Exodus 14. Then Moses, the Lord was calling Moses to deliver the children um, out of Egypt, if you're not familiar with the backstory. Then Moses said to the Lord, oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent. Neither before since you have spoken to me, your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. It got so bad. That God told Moses, I give you Aaron, because he didn't want to do it. He got a butt. We all got butts. Literally, we all got butts. Spiritually, we all got butts. His butt was, I don't have a good speech. I'm slow. I don't know how to talk like them. I didn't went to college. I don't have a four-year degree. The next butt. It's Luke 1.18. That's why I say it's been going on since the beginning, and it's been going on to the end. But my goal today is in this church, in this church, that we will stop butting God. That we will stop putting the butt when God said do something. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am old man, and my wife is well in advanced years. Now, this was Zechariah. He is the father of John the Baptist, great man of God. That said, prepare ye the way. Repent. But when the angel came to him, the first thing he said, I'm old. And that's some excuse that people use today, I'm old. You know, I'm not that old yet, so I'm not going to sit in the spot that you're in. But Zacharias was old, and God was going to give him new life. Sometimes you think in church, I'm old, I did that before, that was in the past. But we need that thing God put in you to birth out because the young people need what the old people got. In the first service, I was sharing that I love the old timers. 
I love Oral Roberts. I love A.A. Allen. I love um, Jack Cole. I love my, uh, William Brim. Captain Coolmith. I don't know. I wasn't around when they was going on, so I got to look on YouTube at those meetings. But how much? Because it was glorious stuff going on, stuff that I haven't seen with my own eyes today. I want to be around people who witness that. I want to be around people. My mom told me a story years ago. She had these, um, I guess, these bumps and these boards that broke out all of her body. And they was in South Carolina. And her dad, he wasn't even living for Jesus, but he had enough sense to put her hand on the radio when Oral Roberts was preaching. And she was here from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. I love hearing those stories. How many stories that the older one have inside of them that we need to encourage us because the latter, so the, 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 you know, the, what happened in the past, we're going to have greater ones coming. But I love hearing those stories. Um, Captain Kuhlman, she when she just stepped out on the floor, it was just a presence of God. And I love hearing about the, the testimonies and the stories that happened. It was some people around, but I don't hear those stories because you're old, you're sitting down, you're not doing anything. And it's not gotten, it's, can't, it don't have to be grand. I always love Rosa. Rosa, Rosa older than my mom, and she's leading the trip to Honduras. And I love being around people like that. I love that because it encouraged me to keep on going. And when I get that age, don't stop just because I got a certain age. Because some God, some of you, oh, God said do this, but I'm old. That was Zachariah said, me, not even I'm old. Like Tim, he may be a little bit older, but he got a young wife. But Zachariah said, both of us are old. But God can give birth. No matter what age you are, he can birth something inside of you. The next ones was Luke. I want to go to Luke 134. Mary didn't say, but, but Mary said something that I love when the angel came to her. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? Do you know how impossible that was for a virgin to get pregnant? I said in the last service, sometimes we jump over it. A virgin gave birth, got pregnant and gave birth. Do you know that's impossible? And I share in the first service, now if some of you young girls tell me you got pregnant and you're a virgin, I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to believe that. But it did happen. And that is impossible. But I like the word that Mary said. How can this be since I don't know a man? And God, that, that was, but God, I don't, but angel, I don't know a man. And God just gave me revelation of that. If he give you something to do, don't say but because you ain't got to know no man. It's not what you know, it's who you know. If you know God and he told you to do it, he will bring it to pass. Sometimes God may tell you to do something in business, in ministry. I know a lot of time in ministry. They be like, but they won't let me preach. I feel like he holding me down. He ain't got to let you do nothing, baby. You ain't got to know no man, but you better know God. Because if God put it in your heart to do it, he will make a way. Mary was talking about intimacy. I don't know a man. But I'm talking about it in the natural. We have some business people in here. 
God gave you ideals. But, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to go about it. I don't know who to contact. You don't have to know a man. Just know God. And he will send that person cross your path. And all of these people I gave you an example of, it wasn't about them. Because sometimes your butt is in the way and stopping God from moving on somebody else. Every last one of them. Gideon, it wasn't only about him, it was about all his people being free. Answer this, it wasn't about Moses. It was about the whole, the whole Hebrew tribe coming out of slavery. Luke, it, 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 was, it wasn't about Zacharias' wife. It was about John the Baptist preparing the way for the Messiah. And then the last one, Mary. It wasn't about Mary. It was all about Jesus. I know the Catholics don't understand that, but it wasn't about Mary. Thank God for Mary. She's favored among women. But Mary was a vessel just like I'm a vessel. It was all about what she was carrying. So if any one of these butts would have stayed there, how many people would have been lost? We wouldn't be here because we wouldn't be saved. So how many of your butts is standing in the way of God moving? How many of your butts you're going to school and you know people beside you going to hell? But God, I don't want to tell them about that. But God, I don't know enough. It's stopping people from coming to Jesus and being delivered. I think about this all the time when I do ministry. It's about one person. I don't need a multitude. If I can reach one person and that one person go home to mom and daddy because I gave them my ice cream and they go home to mom and daddy and I tell them about Jesus and they tell mom and daddy about Jesus, mom and daddy get born again. Mom and daddy maybe will start a church in that community. Souls will get saved. Because I didn't say, but God, I can't do it. We got to stop thinking small. When we think small, we tend not to do it. If I would say, but God, then I say, well, I just won't do that. It's all about me. But when you start thinking bigger, to know that your butt is stopping somebody from, move, from following their destiny because you won't move out the way. Move your butt out the way. You can take that any way you want to, but move your butt out the way. Move it. I like to move it, move it. I want y'all to move it, move it. Because a lot of butts is stopping this church, you, your household, fulfilling the destiny of God. Ooh, glory, get some water. I'm bringing the preach out now. Get some of this little, little water. So now, I want to talk about some of the reasons. If you, wait, if you relate to any of those, these bucks, just take it, repent, and don't do it any longer. Here's some of the bucks that we use. But I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. To, I'm not qualified to preach to y'all today. Not by the word standards. I didn't go to Bible school. I tried it. I went one year. It was too much money. I said, God, you don't want me to get in debt to preach the gospel. 
I said it. You don't want me to get in debt to preach the gospel? I did. I, I, he may want you to get in debt to preach the gospel. But God got to speak to you individually. $12,000 for a year? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I'm going to get my knee degree. I, I can't. I can't. That's too much money. And nobody didn't bless me and pay for my schooling. And, and the FAFSA, whatever they called, they wouldn't give me not one dime. So I was like, no, no, no. So I'm not qualified something that we say all the time. But I don't like him or her. I said in the first service, I know this would be a fact. Some people wouldn't come to one service because the person they didn't like was in that service, so they made a way to come to the first service so they don't see the person in the second service. Get rid of that buck. Let that buck go. But I have a pass. We're trying for you young ones not to have a pass. That's why we preach to y'all so hard. But everybody else in here got a pass. And we're not going to talk about our past because it will glorify the devil and not God. So that buck, get rid of it. But I don't know how. How many times God tell you to do something? And it was extraordinary. And it may be not for now because God showed me stuff 10 years ago that I haven't seen yet. But you said, I don't know how. You know what you do then? Just stay and be still. Because it may be not the time. Another one, but I don't like the pastor. Those butts need to get in line. There's a lot of butts. They, they, the Lord told them to come to the church. The Lord told them to serve. But I don't like the pastor. I don't like the pastor because he liked President Trump. I don't like the pastor because he always talking about this. He always talking about speaking in tongues. Hey, they ain't got nothing to do with it. Move that butt out of the way. If he told you to come to church, sit your literal butt down and listen. Because God knows what you need. Look over. Look over, people. Look over me. If I, you don't like me, just look over me and get what God wants you to get. Look over my faults. Look over what I said wrong or what I didn't say. No more buts. But I am too young. But I am too old. But that's not me. That's one I see all the time. And like I said, your butt don't have to be grand. Your butt could just be something small. You in church and the Holy Ghost says, step out and dance. Come up here and worship. Lift your hands. Get on your knees. And you first thing you said, but that's not me. Right now, you have pain in your body. God said, raise your hand and lift and cry and praise the Lord. Cry to the Lord. And that's not you. And that's why your butt's still sick. Your butt is stopping you from getting healing because that's not you. This is not me. This is not me to stand in front of a church and minister. This is not me. I love preaching. I preach one-on-one. I love praying. I pray for you. I love talking. I talk to you. I love ministering. But I just have a problem sometimes with me getting in front of the pulpit and preaching people. Because I know how people judge people. But I move my butt out of the way. And I'm here today. But I'm not married. 
You don't have to be married to do what God says. Matter of fact, sometimes it's better not to be married. But I am married. I had that with myself. When I, the Lord first told me I have a longing for the loss. I have a, a I just love the loss. My, my dog be like, Mama, why are you dancing with that homeless man? Mama, why are you hugging those? I just have a, a, a desire and a passion to love the people outside these walls. That's just me. I don't stir up. It's who I am. It's what I'm going to do to the day I die. But I was telling God, you know, I'm married. I don't want to leave my husband. I don't want to leave my children. I don't want to do that. But let me tell you something about God, how good he is. He will make a way where you act if you move that butt out the way. I never have to leave my, my husband my kids for long periods of time. Never. But now I get to a season that I probably can since my last daughter is graduating. But if you just say yes to God, he understands where you're at. He knows your heart. He knows what you need. Just trust him. But I'm black. I was, I'm black but lovely. The book of Solomon said I may be dark but lovely. Dark and lovely. When pastor... <laughs> When Pastor, I was, we was playing the other night at Nicole engagement party because I was like, Pastor Josh, you going to pray for me? He was like, yeah, I'll pray for you. I'm like, yeah, I got to go and preach in front of all those white people. <laughs> but we got some color in the room. Yeah. I love all races, I'm telling you. But sometimes white people, y'all just don't have that, uh. Y'all don't be like, preach it, come on, go ahead. Yeah. And it just is what it is. And sometimes, and sometimes as a black preacher, we be like, come on, yes, that's it, good, glory, praise, go, go, Lord. And we don't know if it's good or bad if you're white, because you're just sitting there. Could be good, bad, lovely, and you don't know, you're just sitting there looking. So that's what they, I'm black. Somebody else, oh, I can't go over there to that black church because I'm white. But I'm Spanish. I don't speak English. I don't speak Spanish. We could give God any book we like, and it could be a little jet. I don't speak Spanish. I was telling the first service that I, I, the ice cream outreach is a Spanish community. I love going out to them. I can't speak no Spanish. Miss Teresa gave us some Converse, some shoes, nice shoes, and we tuck it there, and they love them. They were so happy. They, and on, glory out of yours, I don't even know I'm saying that correctly. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing. I say glory out of yours. And um, hola, como esta? Yes. And, but I don't let they stop me. Why? Be, just because I don't speak Spanish, I can't reach out to the Spanish community. I have love. Love reach all people. Love reach all color. Now, I love Alice Holly came with me last month, so I, we went there, and she was just speaking Spanish. I was just giggling. I was like, finally, somebody can tell them something that I want to say. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if I can't say it. I'm going to come give you ice cream. I'm going to come give you hugs. I'm going to come give you shoes. I'm going to come give you clothes. Yeah. Yeah. But I could say I don't speak Spanish, so I'm not, I'm not going over there. It could be, like I said, it don't have to be a grand butt. It could be a tiny butt. But it'll stop somebody else from being blessed.
all these bucks. And you may have some that I didn't call. I may ain't call out some of your butts. So if you have some that I didn't call, you know what your butt is. So just right now, tear up. Because we're going into 2019, we don't need to see your butt. Some of us need to stop showing God our butts and start showing him our face. We need to seek God with all of our heart in 2019. It's not no reason or excuses anymore. People are dying beside you. People are dying around you. People are suffering. And we have the answer. So no more but. Somebody right beside you, maybe in depressed, depressed anxiety, maybe even thinking about suicide. You don't know. But, Lord, I don't want to say nothing. They're going to think I'm crazy. That you could save their life. Just that one word from God can save their life. I'm, I'm, it's so God want us to stop this because it's hindering him. We think when we say, but God is hindering us, it's hindering him because he want to move on people. I share in the first service that if I, we are the body of Christ and Jesus is the head. We're not the head because we don't need to thank. We just need to obey. People need to get revelation of that. That's why you're not the head. Christ is the head because we need to start thinking about it because when we think about it, we're going to put a butt in that place. So if I'm the body of Christ and I have this arm not moving, this arm going to keep on moving, going to get stronger. But guess what? going to give out faster. Because I'm overworking it. This arm is sitting right here talking about, but I can't. But, 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 but. And this arm saying, I can't do it. But through all Christ, I can do it. Through all things I can do in Jesus' name. I may be tired, but I'm going. I may be sick, but I believe in. This arm is saying, but, 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 get out the way. And this arm is saying, but I can't. This arm going to give out soon. That's why so many people in the body of Christ is burned out. Because so many of us been sitting on our butts. I'm talking to me too. It's more stuff that God been telling me to do, but. I, my one, I don't want to get up early in the morning sometimes. God tell, but God, I don't want to get up early. You know I work. That's simple. He may be saying, get up early and come to Tuesday morning prayer. But God, that's my day off. That's 9 o'clock. We have it. We give it to him all the time. And he's just sitting saying, sure, just tell them to move their butts. Don't show me their butts anymore. And to be honest, to be honest, all our butts mostly come from fear. And we want to be honest about it. It's because we're afraid. Why we don't be ourselves at the school with the young people? Why you don't be yourself at school? Because you're afraid. I, I bet I could go around your friends and ask them, do you know he's speaking tongues? They'll say, no, we never heard him. Do you know that he believed he could raise the dead because he come to church? No, we never knew that. <laughs> I'm talking to my own two girls. I'd be at home speaking in tongues. Everybody leave the house. I'm like, where y'all at? Don't y'all speak in tongues too? And I know how it is to be young. Unfortunately, I was young once too. 
You after life hit you a little bit, you don't care who know. You don't care. You don't care about nobody. You like, I need God and whatever I got to do, I'm going to get them. So right now, today, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of fear off of the body of Christ. I break the power of fear off of this church. I break the power of fear off our young ones. I call you bold as lions. For God haven't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and soundness of mind. I shared it with the first service, and I shared it with you. I asked God one time. I said, God, Isaiah 53 says, by your stripes we are here. Then why is so many people in the church dying of cancer, heart attacks, diabetes? Why are so many people in the church? You said in your word, Isaiah 53, that we, by your stripes, we were healed. You can talk to Jesus if you know him, and he'll answer you. And he said, they're not dying of the disease. I took care of that. It's the fear that's killing them. He said, some believers, most of us, we're not afraid of dying. If you are, let me give you good news. Oh, death, where's your sting? Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. So we don't have to be afraid of death. But most of us, we don't want to suffer. We don't want to be in pain. We don't want people taking care of us. We don't want people taking care of us. We don't want to, we don't want to be a hindrance. We don't want to downgrade in our body. We want to be vibrant. So we're afraid of what the disease is going to do to us. And he said, that's why they're dying. I took care of the disease. And then they're in fear. And guess what? When you get in fear, guess what don't work? if you in fear. He said that. He said, none of my people die from disease because I took that for all of them. He says, the fear of it. So that's why I'm so diligent about breaking that out for people. Breaking that out for me when it try to get up on me. Because fear paralyzes you that you can't move. You can't go forward. You can't go back. You just there and you're afraid. And if you break that fear off you, you'll realize how faithful work and that word will go forth and your body will be healed. But fear is what's driving your butt. It's driving it. Because God may tell you to get out of your comfort zone. You may be 85 years old. He'll tell you start teaching. Start preaching. He may be telling some of y'all that girl ain't the one. That boy ain't the one. That job ain't the right job. And you're afraid. You don't want to hear that. Because God have a way of turning your life upside down. And so we don't want to. It's fear. But anything God tells you to do, it's 100% guarantee he will see you through it. I always say, he's never early. He's never late, but he's on time. On time God, yes he is. He's an on time God. Yes he is. So we have our butts. We're going to get rid of those butts today. In 2019, 
God is doing something great and mighty, and we need to be a part of it. I am so excited, so anticipating it, but we must move our butts out the way because the way has already been made. I love that song, he's a way maker. The way has already been made. Everything that we want is already here. We just got to move out the way and get into the right place. Your heal, the healing manifested that you need is already here. The job that you need is already here. The husband, wife, whatever you need is already here. Just move your butt out of the way so you can see it. Sometimes big, big butts block the view. Somebody, if you're trying to watch something, somebody get in front of you, and they have a big butt that will block your view. Our big butts to God is blocking what God is trying to show us. God is trying to show us. Now, this is talking about us and me, but I don't want you guys to say, okay, I got my butts, I got my butts, and get stuck there. Only thing we need to do is to make adjustments. Don't be so hard on ourselves. I'm going to tell you, during the holidays from November 22nd to December 28th, I ate so much food. We had prayer parties. We had um, job parties. We had Christmas party. Um, Betty May and Miss Lita brought me sweet potato pie. Laverne, I, I said, Laverne, please bake me a coconut cake, a small one. She said, no, I bless you and, break, and, and bake you a large one. I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, but I ate it. <laughs> then I had Miss Debbie baking sweet potato pie. Then I had candy. Then I had cookies. I had everything else. Then on see, December 28th. I saw what all of that did to me. <laughs> and my butt literally got bigger. And I could have went back. I just wanted to laugh because the preacher kind of hard, so I'm going to tell you all about me. So I, had to, I didn't go back and say, Lord, why did I eat all that stuff? Because I wanted to. <laughs> I didn't even fake it. I want to eat that sweet potato pie. I want to eat that coconut cake. I want all those candies. I want all those goodies. But then what happened, what it did to me, I didn't like it. And I had the option. I was putting on my dress one day, and the dress was fitting a little bit too tight. I was like, should I go up an extra size? And God said, if you do that, you'll keep on going up an extra size. So I said, let me go ahead and make a plan to get this cake, pies, off of me. So don't be hard on yourself. Just change your butt and just work with what you got now. That's in the past. If you even said, but this morning, but God, I don't want to come to church. But God, I don't want to hear that. But God, pastor ain't here. But God, I, I, I'm tired. But God, I'm sleeping. If you say any buts this morning, just forget about it. And work with what you got now. Don't feel bad about it. Sometimes we beat ourselves up too much. So I don't want us to be hard on ourselves. I just want to see what, where we at and where we going. So I just want to lighten up and say we all do stuff like that. I don't even know why I ate all that. I really don't know. It was just every time I see food in front of me, well, I eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. It's so good, so good. <laughs> it was. So now I got me and Tiffany walking. I'm working out twice a day. I'm changing my meal plan because, Lord, I don't want to give away all my dresses. Yes, I don't want to, so I'm working on it. <laughs> praise God, praise God, praise God. 
Let's get back on it. Now, we have our butts, and we know that those butts is not what God wants. But you know somebody else who have a butt? But God. But God. But God. When you hear those words, it changes everything. You know something incredible about to happen. You know something's going to change when you hear but God. It gets you stirred up when somebody telling somebody something. They telling you a testimony, and then they say this happened to that. But then they say, but God. You get attention. Tell me what God did. I was telling my daughter, because I had this sermon way before Pastor told me to preach. So I was telling Diana a couple weeks ago, I said, Diana, I got a sermon. It's called God Don't Want to See Your Butts. I said, God gave me a song. Now for you guys, you guys, I wasn't always saved. And sometimes songs that I heard in the past pop up in my mind. And when I was writing this sermon, the song popped up in my mind that back in the day, it was an artist named Sir Mitzalot. He wasn't saved. He wasn't saved, and don't watch the video. It's very, very bad. I don't watch it anymore, but the song's still stuck in my head. And he made a song say, I like big bucks. And that was a demonic song. <laughs> so I want to make sure I clarify that. But the soul was stuck in my head when I was to uh, pretty preach about butts. So I said, remix. I'm going to remix the song. So I remix the song. I said, I told Diana, I said, Diana, I got this song. Diana was like, Mama, please don't. I said, Diana, will you help me sing the song, Diana? She was like, oh, no, I ain't, ain't, uh, Mama ain't going to have no part of that. It's good to embarrass your kids. So I said, okay, I said, this is my song, what I'm going to tell the devil. I like God's butts and I cannot lie. All you other believers can't deny. When God step in in your itty-bitty faith and put his butt in that place, you get blessed. Remix. Yes, y'all could, y'all could buy my CD. I might call myself Sir Shirley Mintz a lot. I miss it up from what the devil and do it to God. You know, I can still flow. But I like God's bucks, and I cannot lie. All you other believers can't deny. When God step in in your itty-bitty faith and put his butt in your place, you get blessed. Now, that song would have been number one, I guarantee you. I know you would have got it. That you, <laughs> you know, it's another song that comes to my remembrance sometimes when Pastor told me to preach. The point is, I'm so excited because I was so excited when Pastor said preach. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control for Jesus, and I think I like it. I'm so excited. I'm about to lose control for Jesus, only for Jesus, and I like it. Some of y'all need to lose control. For Jesus. Somebody would tell me earlier that religion got to go. Religion got to go. If you can't have fun serving God, something wrong with your God. Okay, my, just over here, they having too much fun over here. So let's talk about God's butt. Woo, glory. You love when they say, but God. Let's go to Genesis 3.17. Now, this is about Jacob. 
we know the story. Jacob wanted Rachel, but he got Leah. Then he got Rachel. Then he had two of his sons. And it was just a mess. <laughs> he thought he married Rachel. Then on the, the next morning, I tell you, it's a joke these days because so many young people wear makeup that when they take out their makeup, you don't even know who they are. So it was like, it was like, it was like Leah. It was like they, you wake up, you marry somebody, you wake up the next day, you be like, who you are? Who you be? You ain't the one I married. You look like a totally different person. So that's kind of what happened with that kind of what happened with Jacob. He was like, "Who you are? I didn't marry you, but it was literally another person in that case." I said, Diana showed me all these makeup videos, and one time they looked like this, and the next day they looked like a totally. I mean, one picture. And I'm like, I said, that's voodoo. <laughs> they are manipulating these men. Y'all boys. Let me tell y'all young boys you're looking for a wife. Make sure you see her without any makeup first. Because they could be a man. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I'll run on that myself. I'll run on that. It's the truth. It's the truth. They know it's true. That's why they had to take off. He'll be back in Jesus' name. So Jacob married Leah, and he thought he married Rachel. And his father-in-law was a, oh, he was a manipulator. And he changed his wages. He deceived him and changed his way ten times. But God did not allow him to hurt him. For you guys who are on a job, and you know they're not paying you your worth. You know they're not giving you. You know they lied to you. They said they're going to do this and they didn't do that. And they keep changing your way. You, try, you, 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 you were supposed to get that promotion, but you didn't get it. But don't worry. God will not allow them to hurt you. Your finances won't be touched. It will be increased if you are tired and given. Don't worry about that. No man. No man can harm you if God put his hand finger on you. That's a but God. For those who struggle in a job and you know you should get paid more. You know you should be doing more what you're doing. Don't worry. Let God deal with that. Let's go to our next but God. Genesis 50:20. This is Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery by his family, his brothers. Then when he got slow into slavery, he went into the potter house, and then the potter's wife told that he was flirting with her or trying to touch her, and then he got thrown in prison. We all know the story. If you don't, look it up. It's a good story. And, but as for you, he was talking to his family. Sometimes your family, they, mean, they, they, they don't understand things. But as for you, you meant evil against me. Come on. But God. Laugh at the devil when he try to do evil to you. Laugh at the devil when the devil try to bring that sickness on your body. Laugh at him. Just say, ha, ha, ha. Because but God can be that testimony to help somebody else. What the devil meant for harm, God turned it for his good. And this is why God turned it, but God, to bring about people so they can be saved. To save many people. 
So what the enemy think he put on you to hurt you, it's going to be for you to help many people. So never, ever get discouraged when Satan come upon you. You're going to be able to save many people just by you giving your testimony to them. How many people, I know people in this church that had cancer. God healed them. So guess what happened when somebody else come to church and say, I got cancer. Guess what that first person going to say? But God, heal me. He have no respect to a person you can do the same thing for you. Somebody going through a divorce, and you think the devil think he got you. Somebody else come to the church going through something, you're going to say, I know I went through that, but God. The same thing the enemy meant to harm you, God, turn it for your good to help many other people. The book of James said it. Count it all as joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Don't worry, God got you. You're just going to be, you, you, you get set up to be a but God moment. God is setting you up to be but God. But God. Somebody say it. But God. But God. I would have been dead. But God. Woo. Now that's the truth. I would have been dead. But God said, not yet, devil. The second but God we're going to go to. Um, and let me see that one. How much time I got? Okay. And Second Chronicles 20, 15. I want to go to this one. He said, listen, all of you, Judah, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Je Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God. The battle of this, you fighting through, people always say it's a battle of counsel. That ain't yours. That's God's because you already healed. The battle of depression, that ain't yours. That's God because he already restored you. The battle of your finances, that ain't yours. That's God because he already said you'll prosper. You're blessed going out. You're blessed coming in. You're the head, not the tail. And the battle is not yours. It's God's. When you see it that way, you just sit back like you're watching a TV show. Say, I already know the end. And we win. You need to remind the devil sometimes that he's defeated. But the battle is not. Somebody need to hear that today. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Because you've been trying to do it and do it and make it happen and work it out. And you're still trying to do it. And you ain't getting nowhere. Because the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Don't be afraid of this great multitude. Don't be afraid what come against you. Don't be afraid who come against you. Don't be afraid at all. And Psalm 73, 26, my, another but God. This one, when, you, when I was going through stuff, this, this is a good verse to have. My flesh and my heart fail. How many times you get so weak in your body and your heart get broken? You don't even have enough strength to go on. Your physical strength fail you. Your heart broken. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
I don't care how strong you are physically, how many walls you put up against your heart, that will fail, your strength will fail. But God is a strength. And he's your portion forever. And so you'll keep on moving. Keep on moving. I don't know to some, some of you know the feeling that everything go wrong and your heart, just, it, they say your heart drops. And your body, you have no more energy in it to do anything. But then my but God step in. But God is our strength. But God step in and get you over. And this too shall pass. This too shall pass. If you keep that but God in your face, this too shall pass. Psalm 75, 7. But God is the judge. He puts down one, he exalts another. And you don't need to have to be jealous. God is a judge. I don't care how it looks like you ain't going nowhere, nothing ain't going on, God is a judge. I don't care how many people look over you, put you down, God is a judge. He puts up and he puts down. So you never have to be jealous. It's enough of God to go around. It's enough of everything to go around. He's full of abundance. You don't never have to be jealous of nobody else. And this jealousy spirit is in the church rapid. I call it out and I expose it and I tell it got to leave in Jesus' name. Somebody jealous because somebody else is doing it. But you were sitting on your butt and you weren't doing it anyway. Or somebody's name get called out and they were like, I've been here 10 years. Just jealous for no reason. We need to stop that. Just put our hands in God. And he will take care of you. He said in his word that if you're in the palm of his hand, nobody can pluck you out. Nobody can come and pluck you out of his hands. Never think somebody getting over more than you. Never. Number one, it's not true. Mary friend came and said, this is a year first. And it's true. This is the first time I ever preach on Sunday. The first time. I preach on Wednesdays. I preach at, I pray when I preach and I preach when I pray. I preach on Monday nights and I tell them sometimes y'all need to give me an offer for that summer. I'm supposed to be praying, but I'll be preaching. I preach when I pray and I pray when I preach. But nobody has to be jealous because I'm out here preaching. I, it just, it's funny. You know, I've been in this church for maybe 16 years, and this is the first time I preach on Sunday. Stay, sat, pray, do whatever God me, told me to do, occupy my position. But God put up. Ask me. I should have been preaching on Sunday eight years ago. Now, if I would have went and told pastor that, I won't be preaching here today. Because I want to tell pastor I'm ready, but God know I wasn't. 
or was it? Sometimes God have you sitting down to build your character. Because when you get in front of everybody, everything going to show. Like today, y'all knew I listened to Sir Mintz a lot. When you get in front of people, your faults, your weakness, everything going to show. And eight years ago, I probably wouldn't be ready. Because the time I preached something, it would have made you mad. I'd be like, oh, Lord, I made a mad, Lord God. And then I'd be shamed. No, I don't care. God got me in a place where I just don't care about what people think. Eight years ago, I went in that place. I would have been so nervous. I'd be like, oh, my God, I said the wrong thing. But now I don't care. I love you guys. I do. But I, got, I had to start giving him my butt. Because that was one of my butts. But what the people going to say, God? Will the people receive me, God? So I got rid of that butt, so that's why I'm here today. The freedom. Ain't nothing like freedom. Ain't nothing like freedom to be who God called you to be and let everybody else think what they want to think. Some of y'all need to get free. Freedom come with deliverance. Healing, salvation, and most of all, joy. When you're free and you're being yourself, you are full of joy. You don't have to camouflage. You don't have to put on. Some of y'all need to get free. Freedom is a good, and where there is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And if you ain't, if you want to get free today, you're free under me. I am a freedom person. I have, I said, people, be who God called you to be. Pray how God called you to pray. Dance how, it don't bother me. I love for people to be different. I can't stand it. I can't, I don't know about you guys. I can't stand coming to church every week the same old, same old, same old, same old, same old. Because I know God. And every time I go in my prayer room, it's not the same thing. This sermon is not the same sermon from the first service. Because each time it's different people that have different needs. So God is always knowing what the people need and pull out you what the people need. I hate, I hate just people religious and freedom. I'm like, God wants you to be free. He wants you to love him and be free and just enjoy his presence because it's good. Amen. Yes. Get out of that. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. No more in Jesus' name. No more. My last one I want to share is Acts 13.30, but God. This one going to speak for himself. I might run around the church when we do this one. <laughs> Did the boy came back who ran out already? He came back? Okay, he came back. I was going to run wherever he went. <laughs> but God raised him from the dead. In all time and wherever be. And I got a word of God for you guys today. Just when the devil thought he beating you down. Just when the devil spit on you and mocked you. And told you you was dead. They beat him. They hung him on the cross. They mocked him. Spit on him. One, one version said that they beat him so bad that he wouldn't even recognize as a man anymore. And the devil said, we got him. The devil said, we got him. And they took him down from that tree. But God. 
But God said, it ain't over yet, devil. Matter of fact, it's about to get worse. Because that was just one man. Now I'm going to have many. So just when the devil beating you, beating you, I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. He beat you down. He mocked you. See, you believe that, that didn't happen. You pray for that, that didn't happen. Ha, ha, ha. Your body's still in pain. That didn't mock you. Just look at the devil. Because your butt God is right there in the middle of that. But God raised him from the dead. Just when the devil thinks you got down, you need to get up and dance. Because God is about to show his butt. God is about to show his butt to the world. So today I speak over some of the things that the devil thought he killed. The devil thought he was dead. That prophecy, that word. You're standing on the word for your wholeness. Devil said you ain't going to never get it. It's something personal to you that you've been standing on. And the devil told you it's never going to happen. He done beat you. He done mock you. He done spit on you. He told you like they told Jesus, you a king. And they put that crown of thorns on his head. He told you, you thought you were a son of God. You thought you were a man of God. You thought you were a woman of God. Look what happened to you. But I declare and decree over you, but God is about to raise it back from the dead. But God is about to raise it back from the dead. Oh, glory. I'm going to take off on that one. But God. I had to take off on that one. Ain't nothing like getting a little bit cardio in the middle of your sermon. Get a little cardio. And some may say, y'all crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. Do you know when they called me, my daughter called me crying and said, Mom, I was in a car accident, three car accident. How fear tried to overtake me? But God. Some of your children would have been dead, but God. Some of you would have been dead, but God. Some of you would have committed suicide a long time ago, but God. Some of you, a heart attack, a heart attack thought it was going to take you out. A stroke thought it was going to take you out. Disease thought they were going to take you out. But God raised you back up from the dead. The enemy think, I get on your husband, she's going to stop. I get on your wife, she's going to stop. I get on their children, she's going to stop. But he's going to stop. But God. But God. Just when he think he got you down, just when you think he defeated, and you're standing on the word. And I love this about how God raised Jesus from the dead, and he still raises stuff from the dead. I declare of you, come forth, Lazarus, and take those grave clothes off. Come forth, Lazarus, from the dead. Some of you, is your faith. Because you're still sick, your faith has died in Jesus. You don't believe anymore. 
Because I've been believing for a year. I've been believing for two years, three years. And I don't see nothing. Your faith is dead. But I say, rise up again, faith. Faith arise in us again. To move mountains, to raise the dead, to heal the sick. Faith need to rise in us again to do the impossible. Amen. Get right. That's preaching. Woo. I know sometimes you pray and you get disappointed. And the next time, you want me, I'm telling you what I'm praying for about Blake. I was praying for him. That God is a way maker. I won't be disappointed by what I see. Because but God is going to move on that boy. You pray, you pray, you get disappointed, and then the devil wants you to stop. But I know my book, God, is about to manifest right now. You need to be stirred to believe again. The enemy has been defeated. And God reigns in heaven and reigns on high. And some of you may say, you know, I, I don't relate to that. You may be not even born again. I want to tell you, and some of you are born again, but you know you're not living for God. You know you're not living for God. You know you're not doing, you know you're not doing what God said you're going to do. And you're saying, God, I want to give you my heart, but I don't want to stop sleeping with this person. God, I want to give you my heart, but I don't want to stop seeing him. I don't want to stop cheating. I don't want to stop lying. I don't want to stop doing what I want to do. But God want to show up on your behalf today. This is a salvation call at the end. I'm going to tell you, I'm one for the young ones and the old ones. I went to church. My mom made me go to church all the time. I wasn't right. I was staying with somebody and wasn't married, but I went to church. So I don't think everybody in church is living right. So I'm giving you the opportunity today to not say, but God anymore. Because ain't nothing like living for Jesus. Ain't nothing like, like just believing in something. That's so much greater than you. And in 2019, I want you individually to step into a place you have never been. I want this church corporately to step into a place we've never been. So I want us to move our butts. I want us to move out the way. Completely surrender to God. Give it all to him. My husband used to tell me all the time, he used to be telling me to pray about somebody, and I say, Is they, are they saved? And he would say, well, they go to church. I said, I didn't ask you that. I'm so aware that people come to church every week. They mean, their heart is cold as ice. I used to be like that. I came to church, just went to church. Doing what I want to do. Sunday, I probably was good, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, no. I, I was the truth. So I don't take it for granted when I sit into a church. I always do an altar call. And some of us, some of us need to come back to Jesus. 
If you weren't never saved, you need to come for the first time. But if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, but you know you're not living the way he said. You know you're doing what you want to do. You're going to have to give us some things. But God, you don't give us nothing that God won't give you back ten times more. Because God wants us to be greater in 2019. He wants to do greater things. He wants to walk in divine health. He wants to be whole. He wants us to be the light and salt. He wants people to see us. And they said something about them that I want. Something about them that I need. Something about them that's different. And so today, we're going to have altar workers. I will compel you. I go into the highways and byways, and I do it all the time, and I tell them to come to Jesus. But I'll compel you today in church that if you're not living for Jesus wholly and fully, please come to him today. He's waiting for you. Everything you think you can't do, you can't. But he can. Everything that you say, I can't do, Lord. He's saying, that's true, you can't do it. I even tell this for my daughters. They was raised in church. You better make sure you know God. I got two daughters. They were raised in church. Because, baby, you can't get to heaven because mama knew. You can't get to heaven because mama prayed. You better make sure you know Jesus. I tell this to my own kids. Make sure you're walking with him daily. I'm your mama. I'm a preacher. I'm a prayer. But you better make sure you're walking with him, baby girl. And they were raised in church. I don't know where they walk at with Jesus. I know where my walk at. I know I make them go to church. I know I teach them the word. But I don't know what they do. I know what this one do because she stay with me. But I don't know what my oldest one do Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So it doesn't matter if you were raised in church. It doesn't matter if you come to church every week. The only thing matters, you better know Jesus. And he better be your Lord. So today that I want to do, um, just if that's, is that you and you need to come back or you're just not on fire. I was, I was talking to God two days ago and I was like, God, y'all may laugh and y'all may think, oh, Shirley on fire. But I get in my own prayer time. I said, I'm not hot like I used to be. You could be at Walgreens standing outside. I'll come talk to you. And I would embarrass them to no end. And then I stop. I stop. And I'm like, I want to be like that again. I didn't care who you was, where you was at. So we all need to come back sometime to our first love. And get stirred up again. I'm not exempt from that. But I did that in my room. I said, God, I haven't been on fire. I let some things slip. I don't want to be old and boring and just come to church and do the things. Just do the routine every week. Mary friend came and said, some things got to change. And I said, God, it's got to change. I got to change. The church got to change. We got to change. 
The definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing, thinking we get a different result. So we got to do something different. The world is dying. The world is lost. And we still come in the same and go out the same. So I would just do, if you feel like you need to come back to Jesus, don't be ashamed. If you want to, I'll be the first one to run up here and let him pray for me. Ain't no shaming about Jesus. Don't you know I live, eat, breathe Jesus? If it weren't for Jesus, if it weren't for Jesus, if it weren't for Jesus, I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. Well, Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, for this word. You told me when I pray over it, it's like living waters. You said, open your mouth surely and living waters will flow from your belly. You said, it will flow from my throne to the people. So I thank you today that these living waters flow to their hearts. And the living waters would change them. That they will get free in those living waters. Let the living waters flow, Lord. Those, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I see those who still want to hold on to their butts. I say, Lord, don't let them go. Don't let them go. Constantly remind them that you have something greater. Constantly remind them that you have something better. I thank you, Lord, that you speak to each one in their own language, how they can receive it. Thank you, God, for your word, that you watch over this word today, that you perform it. And no word that I say will fall to the ground. I thank you that change will come from today. That change will come in this church, in me, from the word today. For I have brought a life-changing word. A city-changing word. A family-changing word. A destiny-changing word. That we would no longer say, but God, I can't. But we would say, yes, God. I thank you for your word. Thank you for the ones, Lord, that came today. May they receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to www.wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.